I love video games so much. I'm pretty fond of this podcast, too. They're fun. This is fun. Video games are fun. Well, not all games. Echo the Dolphin's not really that fun, but most games are fun. You know what isn't fun? Buying razor blades. And my friends over at Harry's agree. And that's why they started their company. And I don't understand why anybody would buy razors from anyone else. I'm super serial. Hit up harrys.com slash RTG and pick up a $3 trial set to find out for yourself why I'm so damn serial about this. Harry's makes the best razor blades out there and they ship them right to your front door. I don't think I'm allowed to lie in these, but I'm not anyways. I've been using Harry's for years and I've never considered going anywhere else. The blades come in this awesome little container that's easy to travel with and keeps them sharp and clean and the razor handle doesn't look like a piece of plastic out of cyberpunk. Those handles are great for high school kids with peach fuzz but you're a man now. Shave like one. And it's not just the blades. Looking good is great but smelling good is just as important. Harry's has skin softening body wash with scents like stone, wildlands, and redwood. I don't want to smell like plastic. I want to smell like a man. They have awesome smelling deodorant for $5, hair products, grooming supplies, everything you need to go from a five to a nine. Well, like an eight, and we don't want to overpromise. Well, like an eight, at least. Harry's offers subscriptions so you can get your blades and supplies when you need them, and you can feel free to cancel at any time, but you won't want to, I promise. Listen to me. Harry's is legit. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just three bucks at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 281. And we are finally, finally delivering on an episode that I have been teasing for, fuck, what, four four years now, maybe? I See, the thing is, if you're like, what took so damn long? I just, I wanted to wait until Remember the Game was established and we knew what it was. And I just, before we talked about this game, because I, I respect it and I like it that much. That's all it is. We are finally talking Jack and Daxter for the PS2. This is one of those, I played it once a long time ago, remember really liking it and haven't touched it since games. It released back in 2001, and I remember actually mowing through the entire Jack uh, trilogy back to back to back. So I, I think this was one I picked up on the cheap kind of when I started playing video games again in the mid-2000s, and I didn't really know who Naughty Dog was back then or anything. It's just these games were cheap, and I thought they looked cool. Jack does look fucking cool. On all three covers, Jack looks fucking sick. So uh, I remember 100%ing this one back in the day because I enjoyed it so much, and the exact same thing happened this time around. I'm not a big trophy guy, but I have two Platinums on my PlayStation account. One is for Sly Cooper, and the other is for Jack and Daxter. It's sweet, because when these old games get put on PS Plus, some of them get trophy support, and all you really need to do to pop a Platinum in some of them is to just 100% the games, and I could play games like Jack and Daxter and Sly Cooper all day. If you've never played it, 
Jack and Daxter is a classic 3D platformer uh, with a bunch of collectibles, and you just run around from level to level collecting everything. You control Jack, who is this elf-looking dude with Cloud Strife-esque hair, and his buddy Daxter is a human or elf, whatever the fuck they are, who gets turned into an Otzel, and we discuss on the show whether or not that's a real animal, and it turns out it is not. And uh, Daxter rides around on Jack's shoulders and makes smart remarks, and that's basically the whole game. What isn't there to like? It's a fun platformer. It's gorgeous to look at. You've got the buddy flick aspect with Jack. Jack and Daxter. It's not too hard or too long. That's what she said. It's just a great game. I fucking love this game. And I promised my buddy Andre that if we ever covered Jack and Daxter, he would be my guest on the show to talk about it. And that's what happened after dragging this out forever. It is finally time. And we'll get there in just a minute because speaking of dragging stuff out forever, it's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard and consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long, but they're fun. And you don't have to enter a fucking Konami code to be able to control the camera in them, which I'll explain in a couple of minutes. So if you do want to skip the intro, you just want Jack and Daxter talk, go to about the 30-minute mark. But I recommend hanging around. We're going to talk video games, Q&A, play one, remake one, erase one. Our intros are a good time. Give them a chance. I do have to do my plugs. Let me keep my bills on. It's uh, We have merchandise. You can find it all. Hoodies, shirts, coffee mugs, posters, all at rememberthegamepodcast.com. And shout out to Joe from 4545 Creative for designing all of it. It's fucking sick. And of course, if you don't want to support us with clothes, you don't like clothes, I understand that. You can always just toss us a couple of bucks over on Patreon. Our episodes are all finally available on Spotify, and there are literally hundreds of ad-free podcasts in our archives waiting for you the second you sign up. And we add four additional shows every week. Every Monday, Mark McHugh and I talk Simpsons on Purple Monkey Dishwasher. Every Tuesday, I talk about whatever the fuck I want on The Rambling Idiot. It can be sports, movies, comedy, TV, my life, whatever. Just usually not video game talk. Every Friday, it's Game Patch, where I talk about the biggest news in modern video games. I give you sales picks, etc. And Expansion Pass goes live every Thursday, and that is like a potpourri of gaming topics. We do rankings, we look back at characters and consoles, we do hypotheticals, there's tons of modern game reviews, a little bit of everything. This past week was Expansion Pass 193. There's a voice crack. I haven't, my voice hasn't been cracking as much lately, has it? Maybe I'm finally finishing puberty. I am starting to get a lot of back hair. Uh, this past week, it was Expansion Pass 193. Our Patreons picked the topic, and arcade games were the main course. It was a good old-fashioned ranking episode where I counted down my 10 favorite arcade games of all time. And after seeing the reception from all of you, I hear ya. We are going to cover more arcade games here on Remember the Game. In fact, one of the games in my top 10 is getting an episode of Remember the Game in just two weeks. Ooh. And as is becoming tradition, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, my 10 favorite arcade games. My last honorable mention, and the game that just missed my cut, I slid it into number 11, reluctantly, is WWF WrestleFest. Not Superstars, WrestleFest. Lil Bunny Fufu 89 wrote in and said, WWF WrestleFest. Back in the 90s, this was the best playing and best looking wrestling game available until the SmackDown of 64 games. Plus, the roster is a great golden era WWF nostalgia trip today. I play this every time I saw it. Also, searching to see if anyone had done a podcast on this game is how I found your show four years ago. So, bonus points for that. Yeah, WWF WrestleFest is good fucking times. Um, frankly, the only reason I didn't sneak it into my top 10 is because... Uh, I would just rather play like the console wrestling games, but and like and you mentioned it and like and I know that that's like a cop out thing, but I had to cut. It was either this or the game that actually finished got into my list at number ten, and I was like, well, I've never played the game that came in at number ten anywhere else, 
but I've played just about every wrestling game ever made, and I would rather play those. So WrestleFest is good times. Very, very close honorable mention at number 11. All right. So that's now available in our archives, and this week it's Expansion Pass 194, and it's a new year, so we need to drop the cliche predictions episode. I'll make some bold gaming predictions for 2024. I'll read some of our listeners' hot takes, and I will take a look back at my 2023 predictions and see if I managed to get a single thing right. I probably didn't. Again, subscriptions start at $3 a month to get new podcasts every week. You also get instant access to hundreds of ad-free archive bonus podcasts right there on your phone. Plus, you can join our 1,200-plus member Discord, the chance to vote in our Patreon poll every single month. I will say, our NES Patreon poll will be starting in a couple of weeks for January, and I I have something special planned for February. The Patreon poll in February is going to rock your fucking socks. And uh, I'll reveal that on the blankies in a couple of weeks. And then I'll, uh, we'll get going in February. It's going to be fucking wild. You also get the ability to, the ability, the ability to submit comments to be read on our shows. You can DM with me and you even get a shout out and get to hear me mispronounce your name. Like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patreons. Championator, SNES Life, that's a good life, The Rabona, Fee Madison. Now, I don't know if I'm saying that right, because one of the E's has that little line over top, so I don't know if it's Fee-A, Fee-A, Fee, F Madison, Tim Tam 89, Matt Hobby, Joshua Fields, Jordan Frazier, Boiled Toast 64, that's disgusting, Joseph McGee, Quick Guns, Chris, Mike as in Mike, John F. Ketamine, nice, TBK, Gareth Larkin, Old Man Gamer, Boshi the Cool Yoshi, <laughs> I like that, uh, Leo Cord 8, or the 8th maybe? Uh, I like the eighth. That sounds classier. Leo Cord the eighth. I says to Mabel. I says I get that reference. Lockman Budaud Budaud, and Dioni Sus Dioni Sus. I think I really butchered some names there. But thank you all so much for the support. You can find all that at Patreon.com/slash Remember the Game. Don't forget we donate five percent of our Patreon to the Stollery Children's Hospital here at Edmonton as part of my Extra Life campaign every winter. And don't forget you can find me on Twitch, Twitch.tv/slash Remember the Game. I'm up there three or four days a week right now. Come by and say hi. It's good times, all right? That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow some of you by blowing in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming-related, but not always, and we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. (laughs) Let's blow. Our first blower this week is Roger Russell, who said, What is a big myth? about Canada or Canadians that you can either confirm or debunk right now. Uh, You know on South Park how our heads cut open in half when we talk? That actually does happen. And if you've ever been to one of my streams or watched one of my videos and been like, your head doesn't split and hope open when you talk, that is just just a miracle of of post-recording production. I have some great editors that make my head seem like one solid piece. But in reality, yeah, if you've ever come to Canada, all our heads split open. When we talk, we also say, hey, buddy, and stuff like that a lot uh, as well. Tadpole said, so, so time having follower and never submitted before blower. <laughs> I think it's sometime having, so sometime. I don't know. Tadpole says, so time having follower and never submitted before blower. I know you've made your stance clear on emulating games that are available to purchase. But my question is, what's your opinion on emulating or playing a game that you legally purchased via a ROM or a modded game file? Example, 
I own Tears of the Kingdom. I have the collector's edition. Purchased it with hard-earned dollar bucks. Is it wrong to then play it via ROM on my PC or Steam Deck to get to 60 frames per second? Yeah, so, okay, so to, just to set the table, if you don't know, my general stance on emulation has always been if a rights holder is selling a game to me or it makes a game available for purchase, I won't emulate it. If I can go on the eShop or the Xbox Marketplace or the PlayStation Network or whatever and buy an old game, like Jack and Daxter, for example, I played it on PS Plus. If I can buy a game from the rights holder, I will not emulate it. If it's an old game like... I don't know, just pull a Batman for the NES. I love that game. That game is not available anywhere. So I'm like, emulate the fuck out of it. If they're not going to sell it to me, then I don't mind emulating it. That's game preservation. But if you're willing to sell it to me, then I won't take it. This is, I don't know. I See, because I see both sides of this. Because on one hand, yeah, you bought it. So it's like, if I've given Nintendo the money, Nintendo has my money for Tears of the Kingdom, what does it matter to them if I want to play then an emulated version of it on my PC to make it run better? I, I, I hear that, and I'm like, yeah, I mean... So, so, I okay. So, like on on paper, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. If you bought it and then you want to play like an upres version of it instead, I don't I don't have a problem with that. The issue, and I'm in this the Steam Deck uh subreddit on on Reddit, the subreddit on Reddit. I'm in that 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 Reddit, and I see people posting that they're emulating current games and stuff like that on there all the time. And the thing is, is like, well, well, sure. Yes. Tadpole. If you bought it, then emulating it, I don't have an issue with, you know, for a fact that a vast majority of the people emulating these fucking games have never bought them. And I'm telling you right now, and I don't give a shit. Then don't listen to me. If you don't like it, don't fucking listen to me. If you're out there emulating a current modern game, like a, a tears of the kingdom or a Starfield or a, spider-man 2 or whatever the fuck and you haven't paid a dime for it you just found the roms online and downloaded them like you are you're scum you're shit and you're you're like that hurts our industry and i don't want to hear like the victimless crime they have so much money that's not the fucking case okay that's just it's it's you're stealing and like that is not good for our industry so it's like if if i knew for a fact or like if we could prove that the only people playing these roms on the the uprest versions were the people that actually bought the game then i'd be like sure okay but i know the roms are out there and i know people are playing them without buying them so does that like so that makes me like ah but yeah if you bought it then i i don't really care that's where i stand on it disagree with me if you want i don't give a fuck you're wrong if you think that it's not stealing to go out and download, and I'm not calling you out, Tadpole. I'm just saying in general. If you don't think it's stealing to go out and take a new, modern, 70 80 $90 game and download it because you don't think it's worth the full price, you are you are wrong. You are stealing it. When we used to take, like, that, you are, you are stealing it. So I, I disagree with that. But yeah, if you bought it, I don't really care. Do you? Uh, that said, though, I, I'm like, I think it plays fine on the Switch. But that's me. That's me. Fill up my mouth with farts. Said, hi, Adam. I got a question about tattoos. I don't have any, and I don't want any, but I can appreciate the artistry that goes into them. I was wondering for yours, did you have to use a numbing cream or anything, or did you just power through? If you did power through, it was the sensation the same throughout, or was it something you just got used to and you start to ignore after a while? Love your work, and please add a Plague Tale Innocence to your backlog. You won't be disappointed. I'm not going to say I'll never play a Plague Tale Innocence, but I am terrified of rats, so I don't makes me i'm like i don't i don't know i don't fucking rats creep me out i don't know we'll see uh i don't know we'll see uh as far as my tattoos 
Uh, the only time I used, I did use numbing cream one time, and it was for the shredder head on the inside of my bicep. People talk about the elbow sucked, but the elbow wasn't half as bad to me as the inside of my bicep. That was like my arm was on fire. And you can make fun of me for being a pussy. I don't give a shit. As far as, uh, like, do, does it something you get used to and start to ignore? I don't. I'm a, I'm a pussy the whole time. Funny story. If you don't know, I'm in the middle of getting my left arm uh, sleeved. And funny story. I was getting my arm. I was getting a session done on my arm. And I'm sitting there on the on the tattoo bed bench seat whatever thing, and I'm just like gripping it with my I'm a pussy I'm gripping it with my right hand I'm fucking sweating I'm not like freaking out I'm trying to play it cool so the artist you know I'm not moving on him or whatever and then I look over and the dude beside me is getting a tattoo done on his neck and he's laying there with his shirt off just laying on the bed calm as could be with his hands on his chest while this guy is just going to town on his neck and he's not making a sound not flinching doesn't like he's he looks like he looks like he's having a nap and I'm over here getting worked on on my arm just like ah fuck fuck fuck. Ah, and I was thinking to myself, like, you are such a pussy. Fuck me. So I only used it once. Normally, I, 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 cause I genuinely believe that part of the, uh, like part of the cool thing about tattoos, part of the pride, I guess you take in a tattoo is that you did sit through it. But that bicep, man, that fucking inner bicep fucking sucks up near your armpit. Oh, I don't, I am a pussy. That fucking hurt. Screw you. Uh, hokey riff said, Adam. I recently bought an analog pocket to go back and revisit my old Game Boy games and to play some GBA games I never had a chance to play. After getting the pocket, I called up my dad to ask where my old Game Boy games went, and he promptly went to the attic to grab them. Day later, he shows up at my door with what he thought was the Game Boy and all the games. What he unknowingly brought me instead was my sister's old GameCube. I never played a single GameCube game as this came out at a time where I had my own focus on going out and having fun at the bars. But my question is, where do I start with this thing? What are the titles that need my attention, or is it better to let this one go and just buy the remakes? Thanks, and tell Molly I think you're doing a pretty great job and remember the game industries thank you hokey riff molly says that i suck but i appreciate the nice words from you um honestly yeah like listen there's i i love playing shit on the native hardware and i love the gamecube controller and i love the gamecube as a whole but some of those games have gotten pretty pricey and a lot of them have been re-released so if you can play like wind waker uh the thousand year door is getting a re-release next year metroid prime remastered just came out Honestly, if you can play a remastered version, it's that's probably the more affordable, more convenient, better way to play them. Uh, but if you are like, hey, I got a GameCube, I don't have a single game for it, what do I need to play for it? Especially if I'm considering games that aren't available on other hardware, I would recommend Luigi's Mansion, I would recommend Mario Kart Double Dash, and I would recommend the Mario Sports games, like Mario Tennis, Mario Strikers, Mario Golf, Toadstool Tour, those games are all fucking sick. And then, like, if you don't want to play the modern releases, Metroid Prime is fantastic. Paper Mario The Thousand Year Door is fantastic. The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker is one of my absolute favorite Zeldas of all time. So that should give you enough to get started. I love the GameCube. One of the only systems I collect for. Love that thing. Fantasy in Maroon said, First time blower. Adam, what is your hot take on the completionist charity scam scandal? I was a fan of his for years because my dad had Alzheimer's and I appreciated his honesty on talking about the subject. But now it appears the good guy is actually a bad guy all along. I hate his face now and I hope karma is going to bite him in the balls. Do you foresee this impacting your own charity and charity stream in the future? So to answer the second question first, the only way this would impact my charity stream would be if Extra Life had a scandal come out with this. I purposely run my charity stream through Extra Life because I, not that I would be stealing all of your money if you were sending it to me, but I don't want to be responsible for the, the money. I don't, I don't want your credit card information. I don't want your cash. Just give it to Extra Life. They'll get it to the hospital. I'll just sit here and play the games. So unless that, like unless a scam comes out with them, and I believe they have a pretty good reputation, 
I don't have anything to do with them. So or with it. So I don't think it'll impact me. As far as the completionist, I get asked about this a lot. When he, so in the whole, if you don't know, honestly, I don't even really want to rehash it. The completionist is a YouTuber. He's a big YouTuber. Uh, for years, he's run charity to raise money for, I believe, Alzheimer's. Yeah, something along the lines of Alzheimer's. Uh, I don't mean to be rude. I just don't know what the, the charity is. And uh, and then it came out that he hadn't been donating the money. It had just been kind of sitting in his bank account for years and years and years. That's the very short, look it up if you want to know more about it. When the story first came out, I reserved judgment. And, you know, as I, I like to do it just about anything. I'm like, well, let's, let's let the process play out. Let's see how the evidence presents itself. And then I'll make a decision. And then it came out that the money was in the bank account. And then he issued a statement being like, I have the money. We were just waiting for the right opportunity to donate it. I apologize. And I said on Twitter, like, all right, I... Listen, here's the, like, to be completely honest with you, my opinion on the completionist thing, with all due respect, is I don't particularly care. I've never given the man a dime. I don't intend to give the man a dime. Sucks for people that gave him money because even if he was waiting to give it out for a right opportunity, like, if he has half a million dollars sitting in the bank, a half a million dollars five years ago is worth a lot more than a half a million dollars today. Like, what could have been done with it over that five years? Oh, I hear people that are pissed off about it. My stance has kind of been since day one, like, I just don't. I don't really care, to be completely honest. But as more and more information has come out, I've kind of stopped paying attention to it. But it is looking a lot less cut and dry than like, hey, we had the money sitting in the bank and we didn't donate it. So uh, I, I guess, I, I know it's a lame answer, but I've been asked about this a lot. So I just wanted to finally put my, my, my attitude out there. Like, I've watched his videos in the past. Will I watch them anymore? I don't know. Maybe. If I'm bored and one comes across my YouTube timeline, I'm not subbed to his channel. I don't go looking for his stuff. Uh, I do think it's noble that he raised this much money for charity, but I think it's fucked up that he's dragged his feet on donating it. I don't know if he's been spending it on himself or what, but uh, I didn't give a dime to him before. I would never give a dime to him moving forward. And other than that, like, I, I just, I don't, I don't really care. I... I'm just, and I don't mean that to be rude, fantasy. It's just people have asked me what I think. Like, I, he's just irrelevant to me. I don't pay a lot of attention to him. So, it's kind of where I am on it because people keep asking. So, now you all know. Venom1438 said, Hey, Mr. Blank, I used to be a huge wrestling fan growing up, but I fell out of it in the late 2000s. That said, I've always kept somewhat in touch with what's going on in WWE through social media. And this past week, I happened to catch the segment with The Rock and Ginger Mahal. And I gotta say, I loved it. It felt like vintage rock on the mic, and it sounds like he could be making a brief comeback. Just wondering what you thought of it and what you think might come of it all. Uh, I th it was cool to see him. I didn't expect him to come out when the music, like, if you smell it, I popped. I've always been a big fan of The Rock. He was one of my favorite wrestlers back in the Attitude Era. That said, I have less than zero interest in seeing him ever wrestle again. I don't want him to wrestle. I don't want him on. Like, if he wants to come out once in a while and cut a promo and sing his stupid rhymes and harp, 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 candy asses and jabronis, I'm fine with it. I have no interest in ever watching him wrestle again. And if he's the one that beats Roman Reigns, I will. I it'll be the worst decision since Brock Lesnar ended the Undertaker streak. I don't think he will. For the record, I'm really hoping that he won't. I get why he might because The Rock is one of the biggest stars in the world, and he would put eyes on the product. But as a lifelong fan of the guy, I have no interest in watching him wrestle anymore. None. Absolutely none. I would much rather see Stone Cold come back for a match with CM Punk. But I'm not saying that'll happen. I'm just saying no interest in watching The Rock wrestle again. So, but it was fine. I don't know. It's always fun to see him. So, 
That's it. Okay. Finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. TBK said, hi, Adam. I really appreciate the lengths you go to in order to have a diverse pool of games. But more importantly, I really admire your enthusiasm and ability to talk about them. It makes me interested in hearing about something I would otherwise would not give a second thought. So keep up the good work. I wanted to get your take on what makes a good sports game. Should companies lean more into the realism slash simulation style or something more cartoony like NBA Jam? I'm still hoping for an NFL Blitz and NHL Hits episode, by the way. And where do you think the sports game genre went wrong? So first of all, thank you, TBK. Second of all, I have actually never played NFL Blitz, and I think I've played NHL Hits once, but I am interested in covering them in the future, I promise. Um, third of all, <laughs> sports games aren't even real video games, and they're for real gamers don't play sports games. I'm joking. Somebody wrote into the show and said that, and I posted it online, and we all had a, a good laugh. Play whatever the fuck you want. Fuck you. Uh, and then finally, what do I like better? Do, what makes a good sports game? Should they lean into the, the simulation or should they do something cartoony? I genuinely think there's, I think that we need both. Not only do I think there's a market for both, I think we need both because like I love Mario sports games. Oh my God. Mario tennis is my fucking jam. But I also have a great affinity for topspin tennis. I love MLB The Show, but I would love another Mario Sluggers game. I, I really do think Hot Shots Golf is fire, but I like my hardcore simulation EA Sports PGA Tour Golf as well. I, I Not only do I think there's a market for both, I really I think it's great for the... Like, you look at... I, I, for, like, I know it's a broad term, but you look at like action games, and there's the Dark Souls games and the FromSoft games for people that want to just get massacred, and then there's the lighter-hearted like Zelda games and stuff for people like me that are scared of those hard games. We need both. I genuinely think there's a market for both. I don't want one or the other to go away. Frankly, I think it'd be a shame if one did. I think there will always be a market for both, and I, I, I really don't think a company should lean one way or the other. I think they should pick a lane and stay in it, but I think we should get many, many cars on the, on the road instead of just feeling one lane. And then where did sports games go wrong? Um, with, I think honestly, it probably started with the microtransactions, those fucking DIFA or DIFA FIFA packs and the player packs and shit like that. Um, and then just as graphics got better, it felt like there was more of a focus on just trying to make like the grass on the field look better as opposed to making the game play better. But I really think the microtransactions and the gambling aspect is where shit really, really went off the rails. Plus, for the love of God, bring back the NFL 2K franchise. When EA got a stranglehold on football, oh, God, oh, God, God, choking my own rage here. I want some NFL 2K again. All right, we got to keep this ball rolling. We're running behind. Thank you so much, everybody that wrote in. As always, I appreciate it. Let's switch things up and get to our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. It is Play One, Remake One, Erase One. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week I give our patrons three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third is erased from time forever. And this week we're talking Jack and Daxter, so I went with three PS2 platformers. We have Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal, Ape Escape 2, and Sly Cooper 2. And this one was a runaway. 55% of our listeners said play Ratchet and Clank, remake Sly 2, and erase Ape Escape 2. So let's see what a few of you had to say here, and then I'll tell you what the right answer was. Condi85 said play Ratchet 
as is, since all Ratchet games are fun and we have a couple of modern Ratchet games already to play. Remake Sly, as it's been a while since we had a Sly game, and I'd love to see how it would look on as, as a modern AAA game. And Erase Ape Escape 2, as we still have Ape Escape 1, which I enjoyed back in the day, but I remember the in innovative controls being the main draw. They would probably serve as more of a gimmick today. I actually played the original Ape Escape for the first time last year, and yeah, like the being able to use the analog stick to like swing your net and stuff like that, it was neat, but it definitely is more of a gimmick today than it probably was back when it came out. I agree with that. Uh, you've got the shinning. You want to get sued? Wrote in and said, I haven't played any of these, but I have played the first Ape Escape and the Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, so I'll try Sly 2. I'll remake Ape Escape 2 only because I don't think this series has had an installment for a while, which makes Ratchet and Clank the loser by the two sweetest words in the English language, default. Here's the thing. I love Ratchet and Clank, but I understand the logic of erasing it because it is the franchise of these three that gets the most love. So it's like we'd miss one game. I can get on board with that. DJK said, play Ape Escape 2 only because the local zoo itself had an Ape Escape five months ago. Cue pandemonium. I, that is my favorite logic I think I've ever heard for a play. Play a game because something similar happened in real life a little while ago. That is, that is lock solid. There's no flaws in that logic. I get it. Uh, I love it. Remake Sly, I have no reasoning behind this decision. Erase Ratchet & Clank because the criminally underrated Metal Arms glitch in the system does what Ratchet & Clank tried to do way better in every facet of gameplay, and it infuriates me that Ratchet gets plaudits while Metal Arms is stuck in 2023. So in summary, play Ape Escape slash Metal Arms, remake Sly slash Metal Arms, erase the second-rate Ratchet. I feel a lot better now, thank you. I've never played Metal Arms, and I'm not going to sit here and say that I will because I honestly don't know if I ever will. I have a lot of shit that I want to play right now. But that is a hot take to just be like, fuck Ratchet and Clank. We have this other franchise. I'll be honest, I've never heard of. That is uh, bold. Bold? I like it, DJ. I like it when people go bold. Nathan Urban said, I'll play Ratchet and Clank because that game is good the way it is. I'll remake Sly 2 because it's one of my all-time favorites, and it'd be awesome to see an HD remake with some new worlds. And Ape Escape is the only one I haven't played, so I'd erase it. You need to try some new things, Nathan. But I, I can't bring myself to erase Ratchet or Sly. So I get it. And Marty Soulfly said, all right, normally I play the ones I haven't. In this, case, it's Ape, in this case, it's Ape Escape. But something about those soulless monkey eyes wigs me out. They all look like they've seen some shit, so let's put them out of their misery. I genuinely think that the comic-inspired art style of the Sly games has aged like fine wine, so let's leave it as it is and pour a glass. And for Ratchet and Clank, a graphical update for sure, but most of all, I would update some of the humor. I'm sure it got a giggle out of 2020 or 2004, Marty, but it's probably as funny as a fart in an elevator now. Hey, a fart in an elevator is still fucking hilarious. Fuck you. Uh, I'm actually going with the majority of you this week. I agree with you. As did SNES Life, who said, Play Ratchet and Clank. For sure, an excellent game, plus it's still getting games. Remake Sly 2. That series needs some new love because it was probably my favorite on the PS2. We could use a fresh coat of paint. And Erase Ape Escape because I've never played any of them. And fuck them. I don't agree with fucking the escaped apes, but I do agree with your order. I would play Ratchet and Clank up your arsenal because I haven't played a bad Ratchet and Clank game yet. Uh, I, I haven't played this one, but they've all been good so far. I'd remake Sly 2 because Sly needs more fucking love right fucking now. And I'd erase Ape Escape 2 because they were stupid enough to let the apes out for a second time. So fuck them. It's bulletproof logic, right? Right? Right. Okay. Uh, let me tell you what I've been playing. Then we'll get into Jack and Daxter. Uh, honestly, I've been, I've been playing a lot. I'm playing Donkey Kong Country 3 to get ready for an upcoming episode of the show. Hint, hint. Ooh. I've been playing... Uh, I, I'm trying to play Jedi Survivor, and I just can't get into it. I'm shelving it for now. I don't think it's bad. I just... I don't know if I'm not in the mood to play it or what. I'm shelving it for now. 
Maybe I'll come back at a later point. I don't, it's just not grabbing me. I just finished Jack and Daxter. I just finished Batman Arkham Asylum, which will be next week's episode. And then I've actually been playing Cyberpunk 2077 on my Steam Deck. And it has been superb. It runs great on the Steam Deck. I'm really, really enjoying Cyberpunk 2077. So that's it. That's what I've been playing. We're going to pause here. We'll let the sponsors come in, help us pay some bills. Then when we get back, it's all Jack and Daxter all the time. Okay, we'll be right back after this. Look, we've all been there. You're on your computer. You're plugging away at a project or a video or a podcast. And then somehow you lose your work. The computer crashes. You drop your phone on the delete key. Your hard drive isn't terraformed or whatever it is. Hey, lightning strikes the transmitter. Doesn't matter. Bottom line, your work is gone and it's devastating which is why you need backup, literally, in the form of CrashPlan. They're offering a free trial of their computer backup services and some special deals, all for the hot dogs at CrashPlan.com RTG. CrashPlan is the ultimate computer backup service. Whether you're just a solo internet renegade like myself, or you run a business with a bunch of people all click-clacking away, CrashPlan hangs out in the background while you work, and every 15 minutes, they encrypt and backup all the files on your computer that have changed in that time. So if your computer decides to jerk you around and they do and you lose your work a backup is waiting for you and it's not a backup from yesterday it's a backup from the last 15 minutes come on now that's that's pretty sweet and not only are they saving the most recent versions of your work they can back up unlimited versions of your work so it's like a rewind button realize you screwed something up an hour ago just rewind an hour go find an old version of it and you're just like that you're done you're back to the races it's awesome time is money don't waste your day redoing your work in a rage-filled stupor if something goes wrong. Check out Crash Plan, invest in a safety net, and save yourself a ton of time and stress when your computer decides not to play nice. Seems like a no-brainer to me. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG to sign up for a free trial and take advantage of one of their limited-time buy-one-get-one offers for Remember the Game listeners. That's CrashPlan.com RTG. Back up better with Crash Plan. Okay, now as always, I like to let the, the Patreons sound off on the game we're covering before my guests and I hogged the microphone. We had a bunch of comments on Jack and Daxter. So let's rip through a few of them here. Dan Cruz said, holy shit, finally. No further remark. It's, I, I, I know, and I've heard that from a lot of people. It's finally time for Jack. I get it. And you're going to get a good review. I like this game a lot. So get ready. It's, it's almost a little couple of minor negatives, but it's mostly positive moving forward here. Master Boyg said the Jack and Daxter series was one of my favorites growing up, and one time my friends and I were playing it together, and we had a plan to finally wrap it up 100%, getting all the extra orbs. The night they got the final orb and unlocked the final cutscene, I wasn't there, and I was choked. Then lockdown hit, and I finally had time to revisit it, 100% it myself. Pretty anticlimactic final scene, to be honest, but I was fucking stoked to finally see that 100%. Yeah, honestly, the like, because you can beat the game at like 78 or something percent, uh, and it's fine. The, the, the grind to get 100% is worth it just because the game is fun, but the cutscene you get for it is garbage. Fucking garbage. Uh, Sally sells seashells by the seashore. Said the game slash series deserves the crash slash bandicoot, or pardon me, the game slash series deserves the crash slash Spyro remake treatment. Maybe then it wills a modern game into existence. I would love straight up remakes of these games i would love a jack 4 even more we get into that a little bit on the end of the episode god i want a new jack game and philly d 
Said, anytime someone asks me what my all-time favorite game is, Jack and Daxter is my answer. I played this for the first time on the PS2 as a kid. To this day, I've played it countless times to the point where I can, excuse my flex, 100% it in four hours. It's great because it's a fairly simple game. It has plenty of meat on the bone, lots to explore with a good variety of different kinds of areas, and a nice story to go with it all. Jack and Daxter will forever be one of the PS2's greatest games, and I'm so excited it's getting an episode before I had to pay you 90 precursor orbs to do it. That's a great fucking pull. I am still going to send you a bill for those 90 orbs. And it's time to talk about it. My buddy and I, Andre and I, are ready to talk some Jack and Daxter. One quick correction on the episode we recorded before I cue up the music. Um, I mentioned that there was a way to uninvert or to change the camera. You'll understand what I'm talking about in a minute. It's not up in triangle. It's up in R3 to change the camera. And as far as I can tell, it only works on on re-releases, not the original PS2 version. But I'm not 100% on that. I played it on the PS5 through PS Plus. You'll understand what this all means in just a minute, okay? Let's cue up some music. And when it stops, my buddy Andre and I are finally going to talk about Jack and Daxter, which originally released on the PlayStation 2 here in North America on December 4th, 2001. Enjoy the podcast, everybody. Let's go. Okay, joining me via the blank phone this week for the, the like, I don't even know if I would say it's highly anticipated, but people have been way, I think we've been promising a Jack and Daxter episode for about four years now, and it's finally happening. Joining me via the blank phone this week to talk Jack and Daxter is my good buddy and uh, the winner of our Sega Genesis draft from a couple of weeks ago, you son of a bitch, Andre. Andre, how are you? And is CNN and them breaking down your door to get interviews now that you've won the Sega Genesis draft? You know it. I've been I've been interviewing with every possible media outlet out there. I'm I'm, I'm praising myself all just and giving slight praise to you, you know, yeah, <laughs> for putting me on the draft. Yeah, those motherfucking motherfucking. Um, what are they called? Paparazzi. I paparazzi. almost called them Nazis. I was like those, and I'm like, no, it's not Nazi. What's the word? Paparazzi. It's almost the same. Anyways. Nazi Razzis, you know, or the, something the like Papa that. The Papa Nazis, yeah. That's Papa uh, Nazis. <laughs> that's exactly where I expected the first minute of a wholesome game like Jack and Daxter to go, talking about Nazis. Uh, we're finally oh. talking Jack and Daxter. It's funny, you and I have... So, for those of you that don't know, when I set up like an episode like this with my guests, um, usually what I'll do is I'll reach out like a little while in advance and be like, yo, would you have any interest in talking about this game? And then be like, you know, we'll try to squeak it in around this time or whatever. I swear to God, you and I have been talking about covering Jack and Daxter since probably about episode 50 or 60. Well, you, that old list you used to send out, uh, that's where, and I think you had like a, some PS2 stuff and Jack and Daxter yeah. was listed on there. And this is, that that's like four years ago. I was just like, I want to be on this episode, but then it's just taken so long to get there. <laughs> yeah, it took, a, it took a long fucking time. And I will take the blame for that. For all of you, because I have seen the messages. I have seen people with the comments being like, oh my God, they're finally talking Jack and Daxter. It's about time you're fucking talking Jack and Daxter. Listen, I love Jack and Daxter. The problem is just I haven't played it since the first time I played it. I needed to find time, and it's just... 
That's just it was just one of the victims of the uh, the infamous backlog from hell. But I did finally sit down and replay it. I actually beat it about two hours ago before Andre <laughs> and I sat down to record this episode. I hit like ninety six percent completion, and uh, I got to tell you, buddy, I, a couple of minor issues that just come, I think, with the territory of being a PS two three D platformer. But by yeah. and large, I love this game now as much as I did when I played it back in the day. Oh yeah, like I the last time I played it, I played it on my PS Vita. So, and like just the controls don't feel the same on a Vita as they do with an actual controller in your hand, but sure. it's it, it, that's a, like the platform is a lot harder handheld, uh, and that platforming isn't quite perfect in, if you play it on your PlayStation either. So, no, it's not. Um, that's where I was first of all, man, I would have loved to. God bless the Vita. I didn't play this on the Vita, but fuck, I would have loved to have played this on the Vita. That would have been mm-hmm. sick. It would have been such a great little... Because it's it's like, if you've never played Jack and Daxter, just it's one of the classic color... Frankly, it's one of the classic color-by-number 3D collect-a-thon platformers from this era mm-hmm. that like every game was. But but I would say it's one of the better ones. Yeah. Uh, and, so I'm not dunking thing- on it. And it would, and you could do as much as you wanted, then just turn the game off, and it would save a lot of your of what you've got you've done. Oh. So you didn't have to like get through a level and then yes. be done, and then ha- before you could turn it off, you could turn it off, and it would kind of save you where you, at least from what I remember, it would save you where you kind of stopped. Yeah, like they're similar. The, the being able to save any time because this could absolutely be one of those games where you can't save until you know you get to you find like a fucking glowing platform or whatever the fuck which just by the way like i fucking i fucking hate i think once we hit once we hit the nintendo 64 ps1 era uh, if if not then then definitely the ps2 era the you have to get to a certain place to save uh system should be gone because it's so frustrating it's like because it's not you're not looking to you know scum you're not looking to like cheese the saves but it's just fucking you're busy and sometimes you're like fuck i gotta go and then you're like ah oh, but i i gotta like one of my least favorite things about playing games like final fantasy 7 the original final fantasy 7 on the native hardware is that i have to get to one of those stupid glowing crystals to save and sometimes they're pretty spread out and it's like just yeah. just save if if like and the thing about jack and daxter is even it it saves automatically whenever you collect a power cell and even that is fine by me but that it also just lets you pause and save anytime you want mm-hmm. we yeah, need more and- of that and it was like what 2001 so again it's earlier on there's still a bunch of games coming out of this time that made you get to checkpoints to save or you had to finish a level through to get to the save point yes like final fantasy had already edited to that point but like yeah it's it's i i really enjoy the fact that i can just play it save it turn it off It, it it makes the game that much better to you yeah absolutely uh yeah, no, I, I agree with that, hundred percent. Sorry, I just I don't know why I just totally I had a brain fart. I just totally lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> so a plus plus one to Jack and Daxter, it lets you save. Plus two to Jack and Daxter is uh, I just I fucking love these two. Like Jack, I will say when you watch. So if you've never played it, spoilers at the very beginning of the game, Jack and Daxter are both. I don't know if they're actually like humans. They look like elves. They've got the like elf pointy ears. I don't know what they actually are, but whatever the fuck. Um, yeah. Like they have, they're like the Legend of Zelda ears, so I assume yeah. they're elves. I don't fucking know, but anyways, uh, Daxter gets turned into. I looked it up because I thought he was like a ferret, but he's an Otzel. Otzel, is that a yeah. real animal? 
Uh, I have no fucking clue. <laughs> I don't think it's. Oh, okay. A hybrid of an otter and a weasel. So I don't okay. think it is. That makes All sense. Right. I thought he was a weasel. Like I, that's I what he was. A he was. <laughs> Otzel. I'm looking it up because if I, I, I feel stupid asking that, but I don't think it's a real animal. No. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Anyways. Uh, so Daxter gets turned into an Otzel, and then you kind of set out. Like initially, you set out to try to save him, and then you realize that, like, no, we actually need to save the world because the the bad guy like honestly like i'm gonna put like i'll ask you like i don't think the story really like the story is just there for a reason to play through the game yeah like i don't think the story is that big of like i don't know some of you are gonna get offended and write in because i get it all the time but like i don't give a flying fuck about the story in this game and it it's it's such a base game it's like we have to go and save this person then we have to go and unlock these so we have to go to, we want to transport to the next guy oh we gotta we gotta save his realm they could transfer next. Day. We gotta save his realm. Oh, we gotta go get save them from the big bad guy. That is yeah. literally the story. Yeah, like this. It's just there for a reason for you to play through the game. But like, basically, yeah. Daxter in the early on in the game as a human or an elf or whatever the fuck he is falls into a pool of dark eco, which is this like magical energy that's in this game, and then that transforms him into this Otzel thing. Which I yeah, I'm looking it up. That's not a real. I didn't think it was a real animal, but I was like, I better double check because there's a lot of animals and I don't I don't fucking know anymore. Uh, now that I know what, listen. Once Al Gore proved that man bear pig really existed, I gave up trying to guess what animals exist and what animals don't. If man bear yeah. pig is real, anything could be real. Yeah, it's so true. I'm super it's serial true. about this. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to anyone that gets that reference. God, I love that episode. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. So so um so he gets he, he falls into this dark eco, he gets turned into this otzel, and then uh and then he goes back to find the old guy that kind of looks like Colonel Sanders, who tells him that only the dark sage can can fix uh daxter so then you go through the game rescuing all these or finding all these missing sages and at the very end of the game you find out that uh these evil characters uh goal the one that was going to turn him into a human and this maya maya i think is how you pronounce it maya maya uh maya Um, i think yeah goal and maya i think were the names are I don't, Goal and, and Maya, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Maya. you find out that they're like they're setting out to like release this massive thing of dark eco, and uh, there's some light eco up there that the four sages you rescue throughout the game have unlocked and, and got access to. And basically, what I actually really the one thing I do like about the story in this game is at the very end, spoilers, I guess, Daxter has to choose between using the white eco to save himself and make him human again, or they could use the light eco to stop the uh the the uh goal and, and maya and save the world and uh, you know of course he's gonna make the because the thing is is the whole game they played up that daxter's kind of an obnoxious piece of, and he is obnoxious very but much so. very very much but very. then he obviously has to make the right decision and he sacri- he, he decides to stay furry to to save the world and that and i and i will say that like as annoying as he is at points throughout the game i love that at the end of the game he's the one that has to make the decision to to save everybody it's like it's it's a classic it's like Iron Man. I know it's it's a long stretch to compare Daxter to Iron Man, but it's like the guy that doesn't want to be the hero that eventually is like, I guess I got to be the hero. <laughs> is that a the long stretch? Is... It's kind of long. <laughs> I was trying to think of a better example. Oh, than I Jesus. Think of one, so. Anyway, the point is Daxter oh. is practically Iron Man. Um, okay. Iron yeah. Dax. Iron yeah, Dax, Dax, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so so then you set out throughout these all the and basically like the, the game from that very beginning where Daxter turns into this Otzel and the very end where Jack and Daxter save the world, uh the game just basically takes you from area to area and it's it's a straight up collectathon. It's a straight yeah. up collect the collect everything in the area and move on to the next area. And and there's no like real or like 
per world it's it's an order but once you get into each world you can do it in in any order you want like you're not forced to go in one single path because everything kind of branches off from the center and then as you go to others they, they branch off so again it, yeah. it, it gives you that ability to when you play through like every time i played this game through i you know i do things in different orders because there's not like you're getting power-ups or anything that are you need to be used in other areas it's not a metroidvania you're not going back for stuff no so yeah no and agreed and that's a great point and i will give it credit it's it's both like to me it's both like a it's both a great thing and a little bit annoying so like the world is kind of just one giant open world and what happens is as you go up the game you get to different sages huts and none mm. of the sages are there because at the end of the game you find out they've all been caught and you need to save them all. But every time you get to a new sage's hut, you can open up a teleporter there and that can warp you back quite a substantial way through the game as opposed to having to hike back through it manually. And so mm. that aspect of the fast travel is really nice. I will say like toward the end of the game when I was basically ready to go beat it, like I had enough. So the, the number one thing you're collecting in this game are the power orbs, which is basically like the stars in Mario or whatever. 3D platforming collectathon 101. You need at least 40 power orbs to get to the next area, that kind of stuff. And uh, I had enough to go beat the game, but I wanted to try to 100% it. And it's nice that you can go into these teleporting things in Sage Huts to Sage Hut to move through giant aspects of the game. But it is a little bit tedious to have to hike back to one of those teleporters to be able to yeah. teleport to one. Of, like, I wish there was a few more. Does that yeah, Does if that you put them in a couple different points just to get you, just to allow you go to jump to, like, you don't have to be, like, down in the cave, but two specific, st like, plot, like, like, branch off points, which would be nice. Yeah, because, again, yeah. like, trying to backtrack to go get stuff you missed like, is really hard. Like, I was very diligent in every area I did as I did the area I was trying, when, I, when I've done the 100% runs, uh, to, to go and find every box defeat every because there's some of the enemies you have to defeat them to get the power orbs and break every box use every extra power you can to bust every box that you have to break with a power up and things like that so like i did those just to make sure i could i wouldn't have to go back to areas that's that's again that was yeah. my brain as a kid <laughs> me too and I, even, even doing this playthrough i did everything in my power to get 100 percent in area before i moved on so i didn't have to backtrack mm. and uh and you brought up a great point. One of the things I really like about this game is as much as I love Metroidvanias, you 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 practically have every ability you need right out of the hop. And so it's not like you need to, like, as long as you've got the patience to stay in an area and find all of the orbs and find all of the uh, power cells and find all those little drone dragonfly, whatever the fuck they are, things in an area, there's no need to go further on into the game and maybe acquire like a double jump and then come back and get stuff and, and things like that. And I, I really respect the way they designed it that way. And I'll also say, especially for a PS2 game, I really like, and you mentioned this earlier, I really like the way that the areas are so open and the way they just mm. flow into each other. And you can practically go by and large, you can tackle them in whatever order you want. As long as by the time you get to the end of an area, you have enough power cells to, you know, turn on a machine or protect a rocket or whatever the fuck it is you need to do to get to the next set of levels. Yeah. Uh, the only real like no load screens either. Like it's yeah, super smooth. Yeah. The only real thing that you had to do to get certain tasks open up is to talk to the people in that area. So I would just run and Cause again, after playing it once, you kind of know where everybody is. So you, especially in the first world, you just run, talk to all the people you need to talk to. And then all the events are open. Like yeah. all the like main events, because again, the, if you don't talk to them, their event—if you go to that area—isn't active yet. 
it, it's weird like that. At least, yeah. at least how I've seen it. I've never. I guess I've never not talked to the people first. <laughs> I guess. No, no, me neither. Yeah. Um. But now, minor, minor criticism, and we're gonna kind of be hopping back and forth here. I, I like way more of this game than I dislike. I don't think there's enough I dislike to do a like section I hate area. But um, one of the things is whenever you get into a new area, again, like you can see the Mario 64. Like you can listen. Mm. I'm not just saying this as a Mario homer because I actually don't love Mario 64. But that game really was the blueprint for these 3D platforming collectathons moving yep. forward. And playing Jack and Daxter, you see it because at any time you can pause and then whatever area you're in, the first thing it shows is like, say there's seven power cells to collect in that area. The ones you haven't found the clue for yet are just blacked out. And then the rest of them are lit up. And then you go over and it says like, defeat this monster, find the this, do this, yeah. do that. And it's, it's like the Mario 64 stars where they're telling you what you have to do to get that star. Um, yeah. The, the one criticism I have is, dude, I would uh, there are a lot of orbs or a lot of power cells in this game that are just, if you can bring mm. me 90 orbs, I'll give you a power cell. Like over and over. Like, not all that creative. Not a, dude, not a no. massive complaint, but... And, and by, the, by the final world, if you've been collecting orbs the entire time, I think there was these two dudes where all you do is just give them orbs four times. And yes. orbs four times, and you get the power cells. Literally, I had like three hundred orbs when I got to them, and they are like no, probably four or five. Like I had a shit ton. I literally paid their ninety orbs all four times right then and there. I didn't even have to start exploring in the world. Like all I got was the orbs going to find them, yeah. and I literally and, got my four power cells. Yeah, and like again, I know there's a lot of Jack and Daxter diehards listening to this. I love this game. Like I'm not oh. really complaining. I just I would love to have seen a little bit more create like maybe give me one or two that are bring me ninety but like in the very first village they're like the you get like the stoner artist guy who needs you to go and find his muskrat or whatever the fuck it was but yeah. then there's like the the farmer guy like bring me ninety cells there's the mayor bring me ninety cells and then bring me ninety more you get to the fireplace and yeah those two mining guys are basically like bring us four times ninety cell or it was like it felt like by the end of the game they just run out of ideas and they're like I ah, just bring them tons of orbs and. To top all that, you get to the the fucking uh, the one level. I think it's like the second area where you're over the water, and there's like the the uh, the old guy who's like the gambler, and then the the I don't know what he's supposed to be like the warrior guy, and they yeah. both need ninety cells. And then to top all that off, there's like an area and everything where there's this like big mosquito looking fucking per I, I don't know what that thing's supposed to be, but he's like bring me hundred and twenty cells twice. And it, or, or orbs twice, excuse me. Oh, yeah, because there's an orb, because there's a power cell in each of his eyes. So every yeah. time you get one of them, you have to pay him twice to get a cell out of each eye. Yeah. And so it's yeah. just, it, it's just like, it's just I, like, I listen, when I collect, because like when a collectathon is done poorly, I don't enjoy it at all. But when a collectathon is done well, I almost find these games therapeutic. Like I can just put on a podcast or something and I get into an area. And I will say, this is not the hardest game of all time. Nothing no. is too. I did have to look up. Fuck me. I had to look up where the last. So in a, so you find you find these power cells in every area, but then you also find these pre precursor orbs, which are like these. They look like eggs, and then yeah. those are the what those are the ones you trade ninety two to somebody to get a power cell, etc. And in the one, it's one of the first areas. It's like the jungle or something where there's like piranha plants and yeah, and uh, yeah. I was missing five eggs in there forever and i finally looked it up I'm like where the fuck are these five eggs and there's like a little mini boss in that area where you have to fight this like giant piranha plant 
uh, and you have to beat the plant, but then you have to just go and jump up and dive down on the plant five times and it'll puke up five eggs. Yeah, and again, I didn't realize that when I first played through this game. So you're like, where the hell are these orbs? And, and, yeah. and back in 2001, I didn't have lobsters like YouTube and just, just trying to figure that shit out. Yeah. I, having to I, go and buy, actually, I had to go buy a walkthrough manual oh. to know what, like, to put. I remember, dude, I, oh man, having those walkthroughs just, oh, I could talk about those for days. But like, having yeah. to like figure out, like, how do you, how would you think to jump on the boss, essentially I the know. level boss that you just killed? They were literally like, like the the only five eggs or orbs, whatever whatever you want to call them in the game that I yeah. had to look up how to find. And I was like, I never, I must have, because I hate looking that kind of shit up. Because I'm like, I can find this. Like, and the thing about it is like 99% of the collectibles in this game are not that hidden. It's no. just a matter of figuring out how to get to them, but they're not that hidden. And then all not of a sudden all. there's five on this, like this dead boss that you just have to go in and ground pound. I'm like, how did anybody find these five eggs? Yeah, it driven it, me up the fucking wall. Like, I guess probably the only person you know that would have would have been Doug. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I know, I know that entire, I know that level like the back of my hand now mm. because I've probably spent three hours of my life over the last few days playing it, looking for those five fucking orbs. Oh, dude, it, it can be. And then like some of the stuff, it's like for me because I'm I don't have good hand eye coordination with video games. So in that first world, there's the fishing one. Try, yeah, you where you have, have to catch, catch all the fish. Oh my god, I hated yeah. that one because I have very. I'm like I jerk the controller too much. Like I don't have good reactions with it. Right. And by God, is was I terrible? It took me. It would take. It takes me forever whenever I try to play. Whenever I play this game, to do that one. Yeah. It just it, takes forever. If, if you've not played that one, basically you have to help this fisherman, and you're on a bridge over like a, a river that's going really quick. The current. And there's all these fish coming by, and you're just leaning over the, the with a net, and you just use left and right on the analog stick to move the net, and you need to catch 200 pounds worth of fish, but you can't catch a – there's also these, like, toxic fish, and you can't touch – if you catch one toxic fish, you ruin the whole batch and have to start from scratch. And, uh, yeah, that one, that one fucked with me for a little while, too. Well, and, and, if you mi- and if you miss too many fish, it would – he would kick you out. Yeah, you, then he like, yells at you. And I'm like, dude, you're not even doing anything. I'm doing your work for you. Fuck you, how many fish I missed. And it's yeah, like, because I know what's going to happen. I'm going to catch one poison fish. I'm going to ruin the whole batch. Guess what? There's like three billion more pounds of fish coming. It doesn't matter. Fuck off. Yeah. Ah. Again, again, it's, it's, but for me, it's the hand eye coordination. And, and, and playing a 3D platformer is not the best game for me. But no. like, I've, like, I've beaten it when I put enough time into it. Sure. But like, fuck, man. Like, some of them, like, in some of the, like I would, some of the edges you land on in this, you're like, how am I still up? Because like, the, just that it's that you're, as long as the hair of your foot is on certain platforms, you're good. But yeah, it's like but, other times you miss it completely. You're like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kind of a, like one of the things about this. I loved I love this game, but one of the things about it is just like the difficulty. It's got these odd little difficulty spikes. Mm. It's like three quarters, very easy. And then it's like that fish thing. Or I was streaming it the other day. That fucking winter level can eat my ass. I fucking hate oh, that winter level. That, it's that, the one level in the game. Winter levels always suck. Well, and it's they only a section do. of that. La- it's only a section of that last part because uh, it, you, you have to go up to the snow-capped mountains or whatever the fuck it's called. It's yeah. just the ice, man. Like the amount of times I fall, I would fall off an edge because of the goddamn ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate I hate winter levels in any world. I don't want to slide around. They're ugly to look at. 
I live in Edmonton. I get winter here. I don't need to. <laughs> don't fucking, I hate that level. Um, but then even like, there, like there's a, um, like the bosses in this game are all, I found them all incredibly easy, but then there's a couple of points where you need to ride like these rocket ships, like these little like rocket Oh, the, the cars suck. Like two areas. And again, like I found it, if I just wanted to beat it, I didn't find it too bad. But if I wanted to get everything on the way through, I, it, it was like, yeah. like, listen, I'm not saying Jack and Daxter is like hard. It's not an objectively hard. Game, no, no. But there, it just has like, so if you don't know, this is a Naughty Dog game. For anyone that doesn't know, like Naughty Dog oh. made Crash Bandicoot. Then they made Jack and Daxter. Then they made Uncharted. Then they did this little thing called The Last of Us. So, like, we're probably... What was that last one? I've never heard of that. Yeah, The Last of Us. It's not bad. It's uh, It might catch on. Um, Is it one of those little indie games, you know? Yes. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. So we may never... I don't think we ever get another Jack and Daxter game unless no. they give it to somebody else, because why would they make them? They're, they're focused on the bigger fish. Well, but, again, they... Well, they did it with Crash. They sent... They gave Crash to yeah. some... They get Crash... And, and Crash, Crash 4, 4 was the best one. Oh, I don't know. I like my, for me personally, it's three, but crash for it. But you can see the crash DNA in this game. Absolutely. Like, yeah. The way and you do certain things, the ground, the ground pound, the first time I did the ground pound, I'm like, that's crash. Yeah. And <laughs> and that's what I wanted to say is this, like, I think this game is like, I, I love playing this game. The, the stuff like the little difficulty spikes once in a while, they just seem oddly out of place and stuff. Like, I feel like this naughty dog was still kind of finally really, this, they're just kind of hitting their stride. With this game, because like I'll I'll sit like it's funny because when you look at the PS2, there's so like there's this, there's Sly Cooper, there's Ratchet and Clank, like there's so many classic mm. 3D platformers, and uh, I I will say I don't know if there's a hot take or not, I do like Sly Cooper better, um, but I, this one like goes toe to toe with all of them, and I just wanted to say for like because we're gonna go to the break right away, and then when we come back, I just kind of want to focus on the positives. I really don't have a lot of other complaints. Like the only other, it's a really polished game. It runs well. It's beautiful to look at. The characters are charming. It's all voice acted, which is rad. It saves quick. Most of the puzzles aren't too hard to solve. Minus these five orbs and this dead plant for some fucking reason. Um, The only other major complaints I have about the game. Number one, I did at times find the camera very obnoxious, but I think that just comes Mm. with the territory of being a PS2 game. Yeah, and the fact it didn't have an active camera following you, where if you turned, it didn't go, it didn't shoot behind you. Yeah. Like, in fact, that you had to control the camera most of the time. That was the only thing. And then that could mess you up with enemies. But the one thing about it can mess you up if you're being hit by a few enemies is this this game put health everywhere. Everywhere. So you could, but- you could constantly be refilling your health. The, but the health is everywhere. But the problem is you need to pick up 50 of those little green glowing things. And like in the quest to pick up 50 of them, I get hit a second time and lose true. more of my health. And I'm like, God damn it. Now I'm just back to square one. Yeah. Um, but that yeah, was minor. True. I It was where I found the camera to be an issue, particularly in that fucking ice level, uh, was mm. just some of the platforming. Because the camera yeah. got that, that system where it can't, like it'll get stuck on a wall. So if you're in, in like a tight cavern or something, sometimes you can't get the camera to spin around directly behind you. So you're kind of, you can hit triangle and go to that first person view and look at where you're trying to jump, but you can't actually play the game in that first person view. So then you come out and you're kind of taking that leap of faith and yeah. hoping that you stick it. Yeah. There's some where, yeah, it, it's, it's kind of that Mario the, the it, that, and that's where you see the Mario DNA in there, in that platforming and the can't, can't get the camera quite right. And things like that. That's where it, it's, but you can tell it's 2000, the, it's 2001, this game, I think it's 2001, this game came out, but like, it's it's it was yeah. being built in like ni- the late nineties, early like 
so yeah, yeah. you got to remember the only real platformers they they had come from was they saw Mario, which helped create the platforming in Crash, which is very which is very different because it's not open world. Crash is very straight through, uh, right? Because so you're kind of always with the one cam, either side camera or fall behind camera. Yeah, yeah. But it, it's so it, you really see the Mario DNA in there. But again, they do they do it well. It's just that camera can get a little. When you get into a tight area, when you're in wide open, it's great. Oh, yeah. It's when you get into those little tight areas that can be a bit of a problem. And then speaking of the camera, my other major gripe, I don't know why they did this. And I've tried to find a scan of the manual online to see if this was in the manual, and I can't find it. Uh, When I first fired it up, it had the same thing that Mario Sunshine did where they inverted the horizontal camera. Mm. I can never remember if that's X or Y axis. But and I oh, hate God. that. I can live with it when it's the vertical one because I can adjust. But when it's horizontal, I'm like, why? Why do this? So then I looked it up in the manual, and they were like, you can change it if you pause the game and then hold up and hit triangle. And it did. Oh, it. it fixed it. Really? I did not. I've, I have played this game through so many times. I did not know that. Right? I don't know if it's in the manual or not, but whether it is or isn't, why? Why not just put it in the, like, why not just make it an option? Hey, would, I, would you like to change it? Go ahead. That up is, and triangle? Like, yeah, up and triangle, and then you can fix it. It's my number wow, one complaint was... about the game. Because you, you do it to pause it, up triangle, unpause it, and then the camera works like every other camera in the history of video games. So, so essentially, that's a, it's a cheat. I don't know. I'm like, I just, and again, like, I, I, I mean, I'm like, I love Naughty Dog and I love Jack and Daxter and I think they make great games. Like, this is a great game, but I'm like, in whose fucking world, why was this the right idea that you hid this one camera option? Like, yeah. if anything, put the camera option in the menu and make pause up triangle, highlight all the orbs in the level for you to find. Or, like, make that a cheat. <laughs> don't make the fucking camera controls a cheat. And yeah, I swore I get- that I was going to take a point off of it at the end of this review for that camera, and I'm going to because it pissed me off. Ridiculous. Yeah. But other it's than that, one of, the, one of those, but it's 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 still I, that I, now I'm going to do that, and I'm going to put uh, this game's going to make this game so much easier for me. Oh, it's so much easier. Holy oh moly! God, it's night and day. Okay, let's uh, look. We've been going for almost half an hour. I still want to get into the graphics. I want to get into the voice acting. I want to get into some of the good levels, all that kind of stuff. So let's pause here. I'd like to talk a little bit about the sequels. Uh, so let's let's pause sure. here. We'll let a sponsor come in. We can keep the bills on, and then we'll come back and uh, and we'll just blow some smoke up Daxter's furry little ass. We'll be right back <laughs> after this. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, we all need somebody: your spouse, your friends, your family. Lean on me. When you're not strong. I hope my singing didn't ruin your day. But the point is, we all need relationships. And unfortunately, they're not always easy. They take work. My substantially better half and I have put more work into our relationship than just about anything I've ever touched. And that's how she's been able to stand me for so long. It's give and take. And therapy can be a great way to help balance the taking with the giving. I've been beating this drum for a while and I will continue to beat. Talking to a therapist is one of the best decisions I've ever made. It's almost like a massage for your mind. My therapist has helped me be a better partner, friend, and person. And honestly, sometimes they've just been a great ear to bend when I need to vent about the stress in my life. And therapy can help anyone. You don't have to have been through some crazy trauma to reap the benefits of talking to somebody. If any of this is getting through and you're thinking about giving therapy a shot, consider better help. 
I've used them myself, and they're legit when they say they make therapy as convenient and accommodating as possible. Fill out a short questionnaire, and they'll match you with a licensed therapist that suits your needs, and you schedule appointments around your schedule. And all of your sessions are done online or over the phone, so you can squeeze in a mind massage when it works best for you. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. Okay, so I think it's a, bit of a te- it's a bit of a testament to how good I think this game is when normally we spend the first part of the podcast getting the bads out of the way, and I feel like we flip between the bads and the goods and the bad. Mm. And now we're just into the happy news. I have to say, first off, I played this on my PS5. I don't know. I think it was the PS2 version on PS Plus, but I'm not 100%. doesn't even matter. Look up videos of the actual PS2 release. I'll, I'll say it right now. Even by the end of the PS2's lifespan, this is one of the better looking games on the system. It's oh, yeah. Gorgeous. Oh, hundred percent. And remember, this was this wasn't even the end of the lifespan because this came what two thousand one, and the PS3 didn't come to what oh five or oh six. Oh yeah, there was still so, years to go. This is um, this is an early game, and it competes with like San Andreas and stuff like that came out later to sure. me personally. And again, I, it's it's one of those ones where it's it, yes, it, it's kind of blocky, but it still looks really good in the way they did it. Yeah, it's just it's so. To me, the number one thing I take away from it is just how much it pops. Like it's and like it does. It has a great introductory level where you're just in like you're surrounded by grass and water. You're in this like tropical island or whatever the fuck, and it yeah. and it looks so beautiful. But even like the lava level looks nice. Even the winter world, as much as I hate them, looks nice. Um, I, I don't think there's an ugly level in the game. And then to top it all off, just the way Jack and Daxter look. Like Daxter's got the orange fur. And he's always glowing on top of Jack's shoulder. But Jack with the blue clothes and that bright blonde hair that's like poofing out of the top of his head. Like I was playing it on my um downstairs on my PS5 and Shaylee was like, this looks really good. And I was like, because she asked me what game it was. And I told her and I told her how old it was. And she's like, wow, it doesn't look like a game that was that old. And I'm like, no. And like, again, maybe it's I'm playing an up version, but I'm watching video of the original right now. It still is a gorgeous, gorgeous video game. Well, I look at Jack, uh, like Jack's hair. I always think that's what Cloud's hair would have looked like if Final Fantasy VII came out on PS2. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, that's or, what, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Agreed. Uh, it, he does look like an elf cloud almost. Yeah, but that's um, like I think of the hair. I'm like, okay, it's that Super Saiyan looking hair. If you're if it, for any Dragon Ball Z fans out there, that's what it is. It's a Super Saiyan looking hair. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know what that means, but yes, it is Super Saiyan. Yes, it super is Saiyan, not yeah. insane. It is Super Saiyan. Absolutely. Um, and then like, in addition to the graphics, I just think this game has got so much charm. I love like at the very beginning of the game, when Daxter's human, I find him annoying as fuck. But once he turns into this Otzel, I love the way Jack and Daxter, like, even though Jack's doing all the heavy lifting and for the most part, Daxter's just riding on his shoulder. Like every time you get one of the power cells and they do their little dances and their celebrations together and stuff. I love the way these two interact with each other. Like, Jack doesn't yeah. say a word. He's got the silent protagonist thing. And Daxter's just got, like, the biggest mouth in the history of video games. Well, because, like, every time you, like, it, the way, I love that these two work the way they do. And Daxter's the mouthpiece for the team. He is, he's, a, he's a little shit, is what he is. But yeah. then, like, when they, every time they get a power orb, there's, like, 
a few different poses that they do. My favorite is Jack. Like he, uh, Jack throws the thing up. Daxter grabs it and like slams, slam dunks it into the bat into his backpack or something. Yeah, the alley oop into the backpack. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I love that. Yeah, like, I like it, that. I like that one too. Sorry. Yeah. It's just those little those little things that make you kind of lo- like just really enjoy the character because these little gives you these li- and it's not just the same animation every time. There's one where Dax or Daxter does like a spin out and lays out and like or like a spin Rooney and lays out and stuff like that. So like again, it's it's those little things that give it the charm. Yeah, I, I like the I like the one where uh, Daxter moonwalks across the front of the camera mm-hmm. and then he like jumps up or there's one where like they're playing air guitar and Daxter like slides across on his knees like and does the big like right at the yep. end and every time they do those it makes me laugh and then every once in a while when you get into like a new area Daxter will pipe up and just be like uh, don't touch that dark eco or we got to turn all these generators on and stuff like that and it's like this it's like an exponentially less annoying Navi from Zelda. Oh, it's dude! Just, it's nice to have a little voice on your shoulder telling you what to do without being annoying while they do it. You said the generators. Um, I remember first playing this game in that first world. You got to go and turn on the generators. I went to that area and I could not figure out how to turn them on because you, all you have to do is kick the rock in the generator to break it so the eco goes up. I yeah. couldn't. My brain just couldn't grasp that when I was a kid. <laughs> I was 14 years old and I couldn't grasp that. I like it. I like um, I like when you die too, because like you. Oh, an- another thing. Shout out infinite lives. That's how it yep. should be done. Infinite yeah, lives is mwah. and the checkpoints are fairly uh fairly generous. You're oh, you're yeah. they're giving them to you fairly regularly. Pretty much every time you get uh, get an orb, it's essentially a checkpoint. It's a save point. Yeah, it, it, but even like when you're just going through like an area, sometimes you open like a big door and it'll. Now yeah. it's like, now when you die, you'll start out. Because you will die. That's the thing is like, when I say I don't think this game is particularly hard, especially toward the end of the game, I went down to that lost precursor city or whatever the fuck. And like, I died in there about a billion times. But every mm. time you die, it's like instant. You're right back. Like, it's it's pretty generous in that sense. But yeah. sometimes when you die, Daxter will beak off at you. Like, he'll look down into the camera. Like, you're looking from the viewpoint of Jack. And uh, some <laughs> of them are really, really funny. He's yeah. like, get a medic. Get a doctor, get a breath mint. Ugh. And he's like, like as like, and like your best friend just died. You're fucked now. And you're <laughs> chirping him over the smell of his breath, or he'll do something like, Oh no, this is a tragedy, and how am I gonna get changed back now? Like as he's <laughs> yelling down at you and stuff like that. I <laughs> he makes it, me laugh. I like Dexter. It, it's still it's those little interactions between those two that make this game so charming yeah. and, and and fun because it's yes, it, it it's very much a collectathon game, but when I love games that play off when you die, something beaks you or something. They make a joke when you die. Different things. Those, those are yeah. keep when you die. It's just like, Oh, I'm waiting to get in the read. It's not, you're not waiting to respond. You actually want to laugh. You get to laugh at what they say. Yeah. To all you yeah. game developers out there, chirp me when I die. The messenger is one of my favorite games of all time. And if you've mm. never played it, every time you die, this little character that brings you back to life is like, maybe you should have tried jumping. Are you sure you want to be playing this? You're terrible. Is your controller broken? What? It, like shit like that. And it's so funny. And I'm like, and I'll be raging that I'm dying. And then I'll be like, all right, but that's also pretty funny at the same time. So well done. Um, yeah. And then like, it's not just those two, but like the old man and the girl that are like following you around and like trying to help you the, the, the old sage. And I can't remember her name, but um, like they're all the voice acting in this game is very on point. 
and very well yeah. done. And you got to remember too, like it's, I know that by today's standards, voice acting is nothing, but this is like the final fantasy 10. If you played final fantasy 10 back when it first came out, the voice acting in that game, good or bad. It was, I remember just being like, Holy fuck. It's a voice acted final fantasy game. Mm-hmm. And uh, the voice acting in this game really holds up. Well, it's, it's, it's not cheesy. It's not horribly done. It's not PS1 Resident Evil. God bless it. Voice acting. It's good voice acting. Yeah. Again, um, it's it's well done for for its time. Like again, voice acting has really evolved now. But for what for a two thousand one game in the early days of voice acting games, I enjoyed this. The voices are good. Everybody sounds like what it, it, I say. Sound like what they should be. It just sounds stupid. But it, it no nobody's voice seems out of place or yes, weird. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, the yeah. voices all fit the characters very well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. And the girl's um, name is Kira, is Kira. I just looked at Kira. It up. That's what it is. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't remember it either. <laughs> do you? Uh, I'll ask you this. Do you have a, a like? I I mentioned that I hate the ice level. Is there a level you hate? And more importantly, is you have a favorite like level in the game? Uh, ice level, I hate. It's yeah. the same thing for me. So many times I go sliding off the edge of stuff, and especially those ones where it's you're jumping from slippery, like it's just slip, weird slippery platforms. Yeah. Oh my god and they have and the ice goes right up to the edge and you're just like <sighs> yeah yeah the ice level and like and i just i will say too that like i found most of the levels fairly like they're like they're they're open world but like there's there's like a one path you follow through where you're gonna get most of the stuff at least yeah um that one i just felt like it was an i, I just it felt i don't know it just i just felt it very unorganized it was just my least favorite i didn't enjoy that level at all yeah, um, I think I think it's the first level is actually my favorite of all, just because the way it's all set up and everything. Like, I'll tell you this: I hate the vehicle level, the 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 motorbike in every single level. I really? don't care I which like one that it motorbike. is. I I hate it, I, but I like the the bird thing you ride. The choke is like it's chocobo. Oh, yeah. It looked yeah, like, yeah. essentially it was a chocobo, and yeah. I love the chocobo. That was awesome, but. The, the bike, just, like, I get it. I just did, like, especially the ones for the, un- when he, I think it's twice you have to go underground to make sure, and you have to make sure it doesn't overheat by hitting all the balloons. Yeah. I have, ter- but I have, I hate it because I have terrible hand-eye coordination with video games. That's, that's why I have, that's why I play Pokemon. That's why I play, like, Madden, because I'll do is hit a button or, and then, it. like, hold a stick and run. But, like, <laughs> I mean, I know I'm going to hate, get hate for saying I play Madden, but, um, yes, you are, but that's, yeah, true. but it's, I'm bad at get, hitting the balloons and not hitting, and then always hitting a freaking pillar or something. I just those ones, like the bikes when you were in like the overworld, where where I didn't mind as much because you're trying to go off the jumps to get eggs and chasing down the monsters. Those ones I didn't mind. It's just those bikes in the underground. I die so many times because I just don't have the hand coordination for it. That's fair. At least, but again, though, at least they're generous to like, and you're right back, like, and you know what I mean. And it's not like, yeah. You don't have to watch like a loading screen. You don't have to fucking go and get more lives. You don't get a game over. It's just hop back in and try again. I like. Oh, that. dude, if there would have been like loading screens in this game, I probably would have like. Yeah. Ra- I would have rape rage punched my wall. <laughs> I got stuck a couple of times. Yeah, right. Would I would have gotten pretty mad. Um, yeah. I think my favorite level. I really like the that lost. Uh, and and that's the other thing that's crazy about this game is I think you need like seven seventy orbs or seventy two orbs or something to beat the game or power cells I mean so you could yeah. technically like miss entire levels and beat the game if you want to like oh very much so there's some optional levels uh, I really like the lost city the lost precursor city even though it is kind of one of the optional ones you don't have to play 
I thought that was a really cool level. And I really liked that um, there's like an island where the artist's little muskrat thing is run off to. And oh, it just like yeah. Death. Like it's like a dead island. Oh, I the, really uh, that uh, island. It's Misty Island because Misty that's island. actually where you go. That's the in the early point of the game. Yes. That's where uh, Dax, like in the pre, in the video, that's where Daxter gets falls in the dark eco. Is right. on Misty right. Island. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. Yeah, I I really liked that level a lot. The Misty Island, and again, that's a shoot off of that first world. But I love Misty Island. I thought it was just cool because again, the atmosphere was very different from the rest of the game. Because like it, they had that dark, foggy nature, where even like the fire cavern and stuff didn't have that same nature. Right, it just gave you a little. It was really weird. It was a weird level in this game. Yeah, I, for the, I, the atmosphere of it. And I know you're probably not going to like it if you didn't really like that that speed bike thing. But like, there's an entire area or level where you have to ride that speed bike. You can't get off it. Like you're on it the whole level. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I quite liked that level. But I like the. I'm a sucker for the speed bikes and battle toads. I just I don't know. I like that kind of shit. But I I could see how that level would be very frustrating to someone that doesn't want to drive that fucking thing. Yeah, you literally I, can't uh, get off it in that area. Yeah, some of them you're just like, uh, yeah. you just want to punch things over and over again. But I, I also <laughs> like that they tried to change it up a little bit instead of just making every level platforming and looking for these things. Like once in a while, they tried to do something a little different. You know, it's an ambitious game. It's a it's a very well designed game. It's well laid out. It's very hard to get lost. It's hard to, I mean, I, I wouldn't even say 100%ing it is necessarily hard, minus those five fucking cells in that plant that I don't mm. understand. But, uh, like, I think it's the type of game that, like, a kid could play and beat, maybe not 100% it, but beat it and have a good time. And I think it's the type of game, like, I played this in my 20s and 100%ed it, and I had a great time with it. Um, yeah. I, I think it, it's a game that can play to all all uh, all ages, quite frankly. Oh, very much so. Like, it, it's... It, it, again, it, it, it's it's the young kid can play it because again, there's nothing untoward in the game. No, but then, I, then to 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 an older person, yeah, it's a, it can be a bit of a challenging plot or not super challenging, but like if you're just trying to do the platform, it's fun. Yeah. Now, okay. Before we, I I want to talk a little bit about the sequels and like the rest of the series. Um, is there anything from this one? Like, we'll come back and give it a score and stuff. But like, can, is there anything from this one that we didn't mention that you'd really like to to bring up? Because like, I think I've covered most of the stuff I'd like to cover from this one. Andre, did I lose you? No, I was muted. I was muted because oh, I had to. You burp. were muted. <laughs> I was I muted because I had to burp. Oh, so, you're a gentleman. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, no. So no. I you got everything I wanted to talk about. No. I, even stuff I had I had written down that I wanted to talk about. You you brought it up in the conversation. All right. We're good. Okay. <laughs> um. All right. So then, have you played the Jack Two and Jack Three? I played two. Never played three. Okay. What did you think of two? It's a game that's okay. Um. I it 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 it, it, cha- it changes the game. It changes the. Yeah the whole thing and i don't really like that no i don't and i don't know where that came from because like again this is naughty dog right and naughty dog's got a great pedigree but like the crash bandicoot games by and large the same exact same principle you know i mean same recipe different different seasoning and the three or four uncharted games they improve upon each other and the two last of us games same basic concept but for some reason like I, so I played these late. I got my, I got my PS2 and I, I, I was just looking for something cheap to play. And I bought Jack one on the, on the cheap and loved it. So then I rushed out to buy Jack two and Jack three and played through them. And they really, I don't know why they really made Jack two and Jack three into like, 
almost like GTA clones, almost like in a way. Uh, well, you have like a I, gun and shit like that, and I think part of it is just like in the way gaming was evolving. But it's like you didn't really have to do this. I, yeah. I don't under didn't understand like if you because again, if you get to the if you get all one hundred of the power cells, yes. you get that post credit scene where they open the door. They yeah. open the, the ancient door, and I think that's where the Jack Two, Jack Reduction Two, should have went from them yeah. going through the portal into an alternate world, and then just some of the stuff that, that they chose to do, like the third. I think I never I read this because I've never played three. Like the the sage that the sage from this one is in the from the future, and he brought Jack back. Jack's actually from the future too. And again, it's it's what they do in those later ones. It just like takes the first one and you go, eh. It makes yeah. you know what I mean? Like, well, I first of all, let me just say, I guess I do have one more. It's not a big complaint because I think if you play a game like this, you should try to hundred percent it anyways, but oh, that yeah. extra ending you get for hundred percent in this game is garbage. Yeah. <laughs> like like yeah. it's just, it's just like, Oh yeah. By the way, here's an extra little tease for the sequel. Like that's all it is. Which but, really, you did, I don't, I, I can't remember. It's been, I haven't played Jack two no, no, since, since, since I played it the no, first time. And again, um, like, I, I don't ever think I finished it because it was just one of those games where I kind of got bored and went back yeah, to they just, GTA. <laughs> like, I know some people liked it, but it just, they really changed the formula. And like, I, they make Jack look cool. Like he's in, like, cause he gets like injected with dark eco or whatever the fuck. And like, he looks neat, but I just, I found myself very disappointed in Jack two and Jack three. Cause I'm like, we have tons of these more adult dark shooter. Like, I'm like, I, I want, I want more of like what the first one was. Like the first yeah. one was so good. And I, I, I don't, I've never played Jack X, the racing game, but I assume it's not like Jack and Daxter. And I've never played the Daxter game on PSP, but Me like, either. and we haven't gotten anything from them since as far as I know, but I'm like, I really wish they had just stayed with the, like you had a great formula. What was wrong with the way you went with Jack one? Like I, like, maybe it was Naughty Dog trying to, cause we saw once they finished the Jack and Daxter series, they went on to Uncharted. So maybe they were trying to get away from Crash Bandicoot and Jack and Daxter and get a little bit more mature. I don't, I don't know, but I'm really, I, I was really, it's, it's not that Jack two is a bad game, but I was really disappointed that they, they changed it so much. Yeah. And again, you, literally the difference, like he, if you look at the cover, Art. It's it's Jack looking. His hair slick. Like the hair is not up in the way it was. It's more back. He's holding a gun, which like he is looks such cool. A, like yeah, the cool and the game is an interesting game. It's just for me personally, I wasn't interested in that. I had my GTA. I had other games where that were already. Fit. I want. I was hoping to go in. I saw the gun. I'm like, okay, cool. He's gonna have a cool, cool gun. In. And it just. It was just like, okay, this isn't. Ja this isn't the same. It was no. And the, like, and I, like, I didn't want it to be the same, but I wanted an evolution, but to be more that platforming fun game yeah. that I played. Like you could have done the rest. You could have made Jack into this more badass. Like you could have had him experimented with the dark eco and make him look cool. I just, it was like, why'd you have to give him a gun and stuff? Like, why does that have to be driving around? Is that, that that's my, I'm like, why did it have to be all like this? But what, like, again, we're reviewing Jack and Dak. I'm just saying, cause like, I know some people after they listen to some of my shows, then they want to go out and play the game we covered. Uh, they're available on, um, on PS plus. They're fun. I definitely, if you like 3D platformers, I definitely recommend trying Jack and Daxter. I recommend trying all three because like Jack 2 was really well reviewed. So people like them. Mm. I don't even think it was a bad game. It just wasn't what I was wanting it to be. Yeah, again, That's it's all. one of those ones where I just, I wish 
the game we had we had played the first time, we had gotten in just a a, a sequel evol- with an, a bit of an evolution, not yeah. a drastic shift in tone. Again, it's a darker tone game. Like, yeah, it's not as co- like it's colorful, but not it's that dark tone color where it's just yeah. it's just it's just not the same. Not and again, I I don't know what three is. To tell you the truth, I never never got again. I was I had moved away from this franchise by that point, but right. Um. Yeah. So now before we score it, like. I, I think it's a safe bet that Naughty Dog themselves are never making another Jack and Daxter game. Like, they're working on something now, and I'm sure I would be willing to bet a lot of money that it's Last of Us Part 3. Last of Us is on HBO and shit, for fuck's sakes. Like, they're... I hate to say this, because I love Crash and I love Jack and Daxter, but, like, they're... Naughty Dog is, is above them now. Like, that's not what they're doing. But you mm. brought up the point. Like, we did finally get a Crash 4 a couple years ago from Toys for Bob, and it was fucking excellent. I... Well- I'm I'm just putting it out into the universe because for some reason some of the times when I say things into this microphone they actually happen. Boy, I hope that we see that happen with Jack and Daxter at some point. Well, I was even looking at Crash. Like I just what we were doing, so I was looking at the Crash franchise, and even they only did the first three, like uh, Naughty Dog, and then other because yeah. there was PS2 games. Other companies did those games for them, and then Toys for Rob brought it back a few couple yeah. of years ago. Yeah. But like, I really would like to see like Jack and Daxter, Sly Cooper. Uh, Ratchet and Clank. Well, they 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 that's that franchise is kind of alive. Uh, so it came it came they came they had one of the start of PS5, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, it was like yeah, one of the, it was a great game too. Ratchet and Clank I, Rift Apart was a great. I haven't game. Play, I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet. Just time. But you're right though. Like Madden. Sly Cooper and Jack and Daxter are both kind of DOA, and it and I just uh, well, it, well in, infamous. Yeah. Yeah. There's another one that I wish Yeah, but we... like but like I I inf- listen, I like Infamous, but like the PlayStation has a ton of those third person behind you narrative based single player games. I'm like I want more of these platformers. Like give us like where are they yeah. like everyone knows Nintendo's got the stranglehold on these with the Mario's and all them, but like there's a market out there for Jack and Daxter, I think. I really I believe there is. And again, especially with what you could say, you could do a retro like PS2 style platformer, like you don't have to spend a shit ton of money on it either. You don't it doesn't have to be a trip like a triple A title. You nope. could make it a truly like indie ish game with this and like have it be closer to what the PS2 just with some up res graphics. You could yeah. literally do an a, a true like I think a true sequel to the original Jack and Daxter, like that isn't that is more the uplifting lighter lighter tone game. Yeah. I agree. I it I just like I don't know. I mean it's like listen, Xbox is worse for it. Like where the fuck is Banjo Kazooie? But like there's just so many of these great IPs that I want to see brought back and honestly Jack and Daxter are near the top of my list. I, I want to mm-hmm. see a new Jack game so bad. Yeah, um, I, 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 I would say, love like, that. Me too. Replaying this, I'm like, even though I know I'm not the biggest fan of it, now it's got me Jones to play Jack too again. And I don't oh, know when eventually. I'm gonna get around to, but I'm going to at some point. I will what? eventually it took four years. But yeah. Yeah, it took yeah. four years to get this one, so I have four more years before I need to get another one out. All right. Uh, uh, January of 2028, we're doing yeah. Jack 2. We'll, we'll cover Jack 2. That's right. Um, <laughs> we got to score this fucking thing. Um, there's 101 power cells in the game. All so right. I thought that'd be a good score scale. Cause, uh, uh, I don't want, uh, so uh, <laughs> out of 101, how many power cells would you give the original Jack and Daxter? I'll give it probably an 86. That's a reasonable score. Yeah. Give it an 86. Yeah, I, yeah, I fucking... Uh, 
listen, I'm a platformer snob. You all know that. This this is my bread and butter. My favorite genre of games is platformers. This one's really good. I'm gonna give it um you know what? Like replaying it, it was a good fucking time. I'll give it a I'll give it a 90. It was a fun I only my only criticisms are having to hold up and hit triangle to fucking fix that camera and those five orbs hidden in that plant. But yeah. other than that, it's a really good game. It's it's if you like these if you like 3D platforming collectathons, it's a must play in my opinion. It's a yeah, really it, good game. It's just, it's so char- it's charming in the way Daxter interacts with the Sage and Kira, how they like just it's it's so and how they interact together throughout the levels. There's a lot of great charm in this yeah. game. It's not too hard, but it it's not like baby's first platformer. Like it's it's comfortable challenge. You can play it while you're listening to uh you know, listen to remember the game or listen to whatever you want. It's a uh, <laughs> big fan. I like Jack and Dax. I'm glad we finally covered this stupid game on the show. Jack and Daxter needed an episode and it took too long to get there. I'll take yeah. responsibility for that one. I was looking <laughs> for the last five fucking orbs I needed. And I couldn't find them in that plant. Fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, um, Andre, thanks for doing this. I know you do uh, your own ramblings away from remember the game industry. So what uh, if people want to check out more of your wheelings and dealings, where can they find them? Uh, you can find me on YouTube uh, at Andrea Melball Wrestling Talk. We cover uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. We cover Stardom, another company, a uh, women's only promotion from Japan. And we also cover the local Edmonton independent wrestling scene. Uh, around the, this one, we're going to be doing our uh, best of show this uh, this week. Uh, it's going to be covered around sometime this week. We're going to have in our best of show uh, covering New Japan, Stardom, and our local independent wrestling scene. We're going to give them some love in our best ofs of 2023. So we're going to have that coming out. Uh, we're also now in audio form over at Sunday night's main event. Uh, you can check them out. Uh, just look up SNME radio on Google, on Facebook, on whatever, and hit the links there that we're audio form over there. Now I'm going to get the video form on our YouTube. So please check us out. Hell yeah. And assuming that between now and uh, Tuesday night, Andre sends me the links. I'll put some links in the description so you can check them out down there. Andre took four years. I promised you that we would cover Jack and Daxter. I promised all you listeners we'd cover Jack and Daxter, and we fucking did it. I hope we lived up to the hype. It's a good game. Go play it. Andre, good talking to you. And uh, I'm literally at like 97% right now. I beat the game because I didn't have time to find the last like three power cells that I need in the spider area. So mm-hmm. like, you and I are done this, and I'm going to go and find them right now just so I can put this game to bed. Well, uh, two good, weeks, good talking to you, buddy. That's two weeks in a row. You're finishing the game after you played it. <laughs> I know. I'm fucking stuck <laughs> at my job. But, uh, good shit, man. Thanks for doing this. gonna do it for this week's episode andre thank you so much for giving me a call and finally talking some jack and daxter and every single one of you hot dogs listen to this whether this was your first remember the game or your 281st remember the game thank you so much i appreciate it i know there's a ton of retro gaming podcasts out there and that you took a chance on ours it melts my heart a little bit and it's very cold here in edmonton right now so i, I need the warming so thank you so much uh if you liked this show hey leave us a good review would you i'm not sure what they do but I know that all the other shows ask for them, so I'm going to do the same thing. And if you want more of these, I know I say it every week, but I'm telling you, it really is a smoking deal. Check us out at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. Our subscription started just $3 for the whole month. $3. 
And you're getting about five, well, I don't know how many. There's 100, there's about 200 expansion passes. There's like 170 game patches. There's like 150 rambling idiots. And there's about 35 Purple Monkey dishwashers. And we're adding new episodes of each of those every single week. All just waiting for you over there. You just sign up. Then you can add them to your podcast services like Spotify and all that. They're ad-free. Boom. It's, it's an all-you-can-eat podcast extravaganza. Plus, you can join our Discord. You can write into me. You can do all these great things. And you help us keep the bills on. I'd really, really appreciate it. Patreon.com slash rememberthegame. Uh, I'm over on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash member the game. It's free to throw me a follow and then it'll tell you whenever I'm online. I'm trying to get on there three or four days a week now. I'm actually posting my schedules now on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at member the game. So show us some love over there. Uh, I have a P.O. box. You can find that address at rememberthegamepodcast.com. Send me just a letter, a postcard. Let me know where you're listening. Make sure you include your address so I can write back and we'll be friends, pen pals, whatever. Um, I don't think I have anything else I want to plug. No, I think we're good. I'm going to thank some patrons, and I'm going to get out of here. Thank you all so much for listening. And if you are a patron, I'll be back tomorrow for Expansion Pass, where we'll be making our 2024 gaming predictions. And don't forget the Blankies. Our fourth annual award show is next Thursday on Expansion Pass. We'll let you know who you picked for Game of the Year, what I picked for Game of the Year, a ton of other categories as well. There'll be some comedy skits. It's a pretty good fucking time. All right? Thanks a lot, everybody. Appreciate you for listening, and I'll talk to you on the next one. Cheers. So long. Goodbye. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not puke up all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. The following people are at the Senior Executive Vice President level or higher at patreon.com slash rememberthegame. And as such, I am contractually obligated to thank them as quickly as possible while I sit here in my underwear. So a huge, <clears throat> the underwear that they bought. So a huge, huge, huge thank you to, in alphabetical order... A dude named Adam, A.B. Killen, Aaron Lawson, Adam Blank still has reviewed Mario Galaxy, Adam Blank still hasn't reviewed Pong, Adam Blank still has, or Adam Galaxy still hasn't reviewed Mario Blank, excuse me, Adam Marnett, Adam Miss, Adam's former assistant, A.J. McCurgy, Alex McIntyre, Alex R. Alex Ramos, Alexander Camps, Alpha Kenny One, Andre, Andrew Wright, Andy Hudson, Angry Ticks, Archangel Otaku, A-Town, Atrio Wormwood, Austin from Past to Present Player Podcast, Ballsack, T-Bagger, Bearded Bastard, Beaver Boy, Beef Dingleberry, Beers of War, Benjamin Atkins, Big Daddy Randall, Big the Cat, Biddy, Because 19, Blaine the Hoagie Man, Blobby Rogers, B Money, Bobby Litton, Brandon DeZeba, Brian Richmond, Bula, Burt Macklin, Buy Me Bone Storm, Cam Nelly 23, Can't Destroy Her, Captain Steve N, Carbon Fiber Zombie, Chaz Hammond, Chevy Boy 9211, Chicken Gizzards, Chris Fleury, Chris Williams, Chris Hell MNO Buddy. Uh, I get it. Uh, Christian Christian Gabriel, Christopher Britt, Chugger22, Cody Richardson, Cody Thompson, Colin Bollinger, Confused But Still Here, Dan Fuselman, Dan of Dissect That Film, Daniel, Darbles, Darth Skywalter, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, David Schroeder, DBXJ, Decoy Man, Dem Boys on the Roof, Diablo Spartan, Digital Dave, Donnie the Dude, Walter, Doogie, Doug Dorn, Drugs of Ben, okay, Earl, Elephant, Cavs, Elijah Burns, E-Man, Trucker, Eric James, Eric Hopewell, Fallen Snow Kiku, Faded Sufferance, Flinny123, Franklin Badge, Frosty Bear, Frosty Feet 492, Fuzzy99, General Fury, G9PSX, Gabe, Glue Scappin, Graham Kennedy, Guy Who Does Things, Hagel Waffle, High Plains Drifter, Hired Goons, who? Hitchy Poo, Holmes, I canceled my Netflix to afford this shout out. Itchy Nutsuru, Isaias, It's OG, It's That Nerd, James, Jake Craven, James Clark, James Juan Francesco, Jeff Bergeron, Jeffrey Mathis, Jimothy, Jay Callahan, Joe Buck, Joe the Sandman, John M. Watkins, John Woodruff, Johnny from Virginia, Johnny Zubu81, John of the Adult Children Podcast, Jordan, Juris, Dr. Mario, Just a Fish, Just Car Pranks, Justin Blair, Kayach, Kevin Monroe, Kia Pup, Laces Out, Dan, Leroy Westrich, Lil Bunny Fufu89, Liquor Like Luigi, Lord Long Rob, Von Hugendom II, Lord Stay Puff, Lotus, 
Lucas Shaman, Lucas Valadez, Madam Nutsich. I still want to say that one. Makeshift Mellow Magic Money, Marcus Mendoza, Mark Sneed, Matt Babinu, Matt Zeus, Maverick Marty, Max Lagroom, Max Sandin, Mega Mav, Mellow Yellow 8787, Mercury 869, Mike Maloney, Mizuru, Morgan, Mr. Papa Giorgio, Musty Beetle, Nathan Trombley, Neil Cooper, Nerdy Hybrid, Nick Amos, Nick Creature, Nicola, Nick Nicole Aldena, No One Cares, Nothing Could Possibly Go Wrong, Oroku Saki's Gardener, Phil Lencher, Philip Ramsey, fill up my mouth with farts, Plow King, Postman, put it in H. I get that reference. Quiet Place Queen, Radioactive Man, Raging Irish, Randy Barrage, Rated X, Elint. Robbie Air, Roger Stahlbox, Spool Cleaner, Rush's Dog Walker, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Perry, Ryan Whitcomb, S. Sabin, Sam Carpenter, Scary Terry, Scott Brooks, Shank the Rat Face Bastard, Shoeboxer, Sharonic, Scissor Fist, Sleeper Hit, Slick Rick, Solomon Soto, Sour Goat Face, Squeak Nuts, Squints, Steve Dalk, Storm Beagle, Stud Still Smash, Swiss Wrist Watches, Tazzlehoff. <clears throat> now I'm throwing myself off. Tazzlehoft, Ted Explosion, Testicle, The Big Deal, The Keegs, The Cardigan Wearing Wrestler, The Fletchman, Theodore, The Supreme, Chosarizo, This MF, The Thomas Childs, Thomas Smith, Timmy the Exuberant Turtle, Timothy Sabrinsky, Titan 420, Thomas, Tom Houlihan, Tornado, Triple, Tunable Power, Tyler, Tyler Bauer, VOS Rager, Works For Me, WestGen, Wheel of Fish, Wilco, Wimp 15, Wolfgang, Darren, Wolf Magic 21, Wyatt the Surgeon Who's Not a Surgeon Row, X Maverick X, Youngster TK, Zach Shepard, Zamato, Zane Donovan, and Zonko504. I give that shout-out class a 9 out of 10. I did pretty fucking good that time. Thank you all so, so much. Appreciate you for the support. Talk to you later. Cheers.